everyone, welcome to DAC Beechcross Lawcast. I'm Beth Brown, a pensions partner in the National Employment, Pensions and Immigration Group, and I'm joined by Kerry Fuller. Hi everyone, I'm a legal director in the team and an employment specialist. Now I've been told that it's nearly a year since the new statutory transfer conditions came into force, so today we're going to provide a refresher on those conditions. Beth, before we start, can you briefly talk to us about statutory transfers generally, please? Of course, Kerry. Pension scheme members can request a statutory transfer under the Pension Scheme Act 1993. Under this Act, a cash equivalent transfer value can be used to either acquire transfer credits in a registered occupational pension scheme or acquire rights under a registered personal pension scheme or purchase an annuity from an insurer that meets prescribed requirements or subscribe to a qualifying recognised overseas pension scheme, or what we often refer to as a CUROPS. CUROPS. Okay. Thanks, Beth. So what changed last year? On the 30th of November last year, new requirements were introduced which require trustees to be satisfied that either the first condition or the second condition is met before a statutory transfer is permitted. And in reality, trustees will be working closely with their administrators and, if they have one, their in-house pension teams to make sure that the necessary processes and checks are in place. Okay, so let's take the first condition first then, please, Beth. Can you tell us what this is? Sure. The first condition is met if a transfer is made to certain types of pension schemes. The types of pension scheme included are, one, public service pension scheme, two, authorised master trusts, and three, authorised collective money purchase schemes. Any authorised master trust or authorised collective money purchase scheme has to be on the list on the pensions regulator's website. When considering whether the first condition is met, trustees must not require the member to provide evidence or information other than the details that are necessary to be able to identify the correct receiving scheme. Okay, thanks Beth, that makes sense. So presumably, the second condition must be met for all other transfers to any other type of pension scheme, i.e. any transfer to which the first condition doesn't apply. Absolutely, Kerry. Okay, so um, (laughs) that leads me to my next question, Beth. What is the second condition, please? The key for the second condition is to consider red flags and amber flags. Basically, if there's a red flag, the second condition is not satisfied. Where there's an amber flag, the member is required to take pension scam guidance from the Money and Pension Service, or MAPS for short. Once the member has taken the necessary pension scam guidance, they then have to provide that evidence of having done so to the trustees. A member will be able to demonstrate that they've taken MAPS guidance by providing their unique identifier, which they will only receive after the guidance session has taken place. If the member fails to provide evidence of having taken the MAPS guidance, that will constitute a red flag and the transfer will not be permitted. It's also worth making the point that the requirement to take MAPS guidance applies, even if the member is required to take or has taken financial advice. Okay, thanks Beth. So could you talk us through the red flags, please? The red flags include one, a member failing to provide a substantive response to a request for evidence or information. Two, where required to do so, a member failing to provide evidence that they have taken the MAPS guidance, as we've just mentioned. Three, regulated activity in relation to the transfer being undertaken by a person 
who does not have the appropriate regulatory status. Four, a transfer request being made further to an unsolicited direct marketing contact. Five, a member being offered an incentive to transfer. And it's worth noting there, there is no de minimis value on incentive. And six, a member being pressured to transfer or feeling they've been pressured to transfer. Okay, thanks, Beth. So based on what you said earlier, if any of these red flags are identified, the second condition is not satisfied and the transfer cannot proceed. Is that right? Yep, that's completely right, Kerry. Great. Thanks, Beth. So what about the amber flags then that you mentioned? Could you give us some examples of these, please? Yes, some examples of amber flags are where a member's substantive response to request for evidence or information is incomplete, where the receiving scheme has high-risk investments or charges which are unclear or high fees. Uh, Another example is where there is an unusual rise in transfer requests to the same receiving scheme or involving the same advisors or firm advisors. And also another amber flag is evidence which does not demonstrate an employment link or a residency link. Right. So on that last point, you talk about an employment link. Is that just that a member's employed by an entity participating in the receiving scheme or is there more than that? That's partly it, Kerry. So the starting point is that trustees must request evidence of an employment link if there is a transfer to an occupational pension scheme. There will be an employment link if certain conditions are met. This includes that, as you say, Kerry, the member's employer is a sponsoring employer of the receiving scheme. It will also include evidence that the member has been in a period of continuous employment with the sponsoring employer for at least three months, ending with the date the trustees received the transfer request. The fact that the member's average grossly weekly salary was at or above the low earnings limit and that contributions to the receiving scheme have been paid by or on behalf of the sponsoring employer or the sponsoring employer and member. That all makes sense, Beth. Thank you. What sort of evidence would trustees expect to see? The evidence the trustees will expect to see will take the form of a letter from the employer confirming that it is a sponsoring employer of the receiving scheme, the member is employed by the employer, the date the employment started and that contributions have been made. To demonstrate the contributions point, trustees could review a schedule of contributions or payment schedule And they could also ask to see payslips and copies of personal bank statements to demonstrate salary being paid to an employee. Okay, so that's the employment link. But you also mentioned a residency link, Beth. Could you tell us about that, please? Sure, Kerry. Before talking about what the residency link is, I would just make the point that trustees must request evidence of a residency link if there's a transfer to a CUROPS, which is not an occupational pension scheme. If the CUROPS is an occupational pension scheme, trustees must request evidence of either the employment link or the residency link. So now I've made that point, I will talk about the residency link. The residency link condition will be met if a member is resident in the country or territory in which the CUROPS is established. The evidence demonstrating the residency link will be a copy of the member's formal residency documentation in the country or territory concerned, and at least two other items of evidence in writing confirming that the member is resident in the country or territory in which the CUROPS is established, with where any item is not in English and the trustees request a certified translation. Okay, thanks Beth. 
Just to recap on what you said earlier, if there's an amber flag, this doesn't mean that the statutory transfer can't proceed. It just means that the member has to take pension scans guidance from MAPS and provide evidence of having done so to the trustees before the transfer can proceed. Is there anything else that trustees should be aware of, Beth? There is obviously a lot of detail surrounding the new conditions, which we don't have time to go into today, Kerry. But the final high level point I would make is that trustees have to notify members of the requirement for either the first condition or second condition to be satisfied within one month of the date of the member's application for a statement of entitlement or in any other case, the date of the member's transfer request. Although it is worth noting that this notification requirement doesn't apply if the trustees get their skates on and manage to complete the transfer within one month of the relevant date. So I think the takeaway point is that you need to be telling members about the within one month about the conditions because it's quite difficult to complete a transfer within a month. Trustees must also notify the member of their decision that either the first condition or second condition is satisfied by no later than the date on which the member is notified the transfer has been made. If the transfer's decision is that neither the first or second condition is satisfied and the member has lost their right to use their cash equivalent transfer value, the member must be told that within seven working days of the date that the decision was made. Okay, thanks. Great, Beth. There's lots to think about there. I think uh, in closing, it seems to me that there are a few, quite a few takeaways, including that trustees should be working with their administrators and in-house pension schemes, as well as generally making sure that a year on these conditions are bedded into scheme processes for instance, in respect of the evidence for employment and residency link conditions that you've talked us through. Yep, that's absolutely right, Kerry. And I would also make the point that the regulations are likely to be reviewed um, probably within the next six months, because when they're brought in, they said they would look at the regulations within 18 months just to make sure they were keeping up to speed with the evolving pension scam tactics. Okay, great. Um, So thanks ever so much, Beth, um, for all that input. And also thanks very much to all our listeners. Bye. Bye.